those who can hear me, I say, do not despair. The misery that is now upon us is but the passing of greed, the bitterness of men who fear the way of human progress. The hate of men will pass and dictators die, and the power they took from the people will return to the people. And so long as men die, liberty will never perish. Soldiers, don't give yourselves to brutes. Men who despise you, enslave you, who regiment your lives, tell you what to do, what to think, and what to feel, who drill you, diet you, treat you like cattle, use you as cannon fodder. Don't give yourselves to these unnatural men, machine men with machine minds and machine hearts. You are not machines. You are not cattle. You are men. Eccoci qua, eccoci qua, eccoci qua. Welcome everybody. This is a Room Tone, the radio show. Here we are, 100.5 FM Cop Radio. I'm Roger, your host, and it's a pleasure to be here talking a little bit more about movies, filmmaking, just getting the love for the craft out there. Now, today, oh my goodness, today, please, everybody, raise your hands because we have an incredible duo, Sean and Nick. So please, everybody, raise your hands from the Hollywood North magazine. How are you guys doing? Glad to be here. Yeah. Always a pleasure to bring together in the booth people to chat a bit more about the film industry here in Vancouver, YVR, BC. Now, first things first, why don't we do a cross-presentation? Who are you guys? Why, Sean, tell me a little bit more about Nick, and Nick, tell me a little bit more about Sean. All right, well, I'm going to defer to Nick to start because uh, he's the editor of Hollywood North Magazine. It's his show, so take it away, Nick. <laughs> uh, yes, that's right. I'm the senior editor of Hollywood North Magazine. I'm in charge of everything. And Sean Lang happens to be one of my many, one of my few writers. He uh, <laughs> does reviews, and once in a while, he'll do an interview. Hmm. Yeah, just some general coverage. Like uh, we we all just came back from the Whistler Film Festival a couple of weeks ago, and uh, yeah, we were, we were covering that from all angles. Uh, I was I was doing mostly reviews, but uh, yeah, we talked to some of the filmmakers and the the folks running the festival, and yeah, you know, we just try to get some uh, just get some general coverage of the Canadian film scene, especially out here in Vancouver. But yeah, we we got some guys out in uh, Toronto on the East End, right? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, we got a we got a guy over in Ireland. He's uh, moving out to Toronto eventually next year. So wonderful, yeah. wonderful! I'm really happy to see that there is a lot of uh, movement and, of course, uh, a lot of involvement in the community. Man, I see you guys all over the place in all the events. Uh, such a strong uh, pillars of this community, always giving a voice to the filmmakers uh, and the event organizers out there. And I want to give a shout out to the calls that we have today in the booth. Uh, Connor Provenzano, how are you doing, Connor? Good. How are you doing? Oh man, life is amazing. We're here talking movies, just getting some of that love out there. Now, I'm interested in how did you guys get to know each other how did you guys meet each other uh well the first time i remember seeing nick was actually at a friend's uh friend's show talent showcase uh, nick was doing some stand-up comedy there and uh i think yeah, i think that's where he first met and it was yep. like a year or two later i think we were at uh we we're at one of those one of the uh rain rain dance events right rain the bush yeah. and smooth thing they do it like blarney mm-hmm. stone in those places mm-hmm. and yeah we got to talking you said you were running hollywood north and me i i kind of got into this habit of uh just writing out my thoughts on various movies I'd seen on Facebook, just doing, like, these mini-capsule reviews. And, uh, you know, Nick Nick mentioned he paid people to do that for him, so I thought, hey, I could do that. So I sent him some <laughs> examples of my writing, and, uh, yeah, I tricked him into bringing me on. So <laughs> It actually kind of <laughs> worked. He started a new type of uh, article series called... Uh, what was it? It was called uh, Canada's Hollywood? Uh, no, no, Hollywood's Canada. Yeah, yeah it was... Yeah, that. Uh, yeah, a lot, a lot of people don't know this, but um, back in the golden age of Hollywood, you know, from like, you know, the 20s to the 50s thereabouts, uh, Hollywood actually did a lot of movies that were that were set in Canada that are very obscure now. Mm. You know, they, were, they weren't super accurate. They portrayed Canada as being like all woods and all mountains. And, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. it was usually, you know, it was usually <laughs> Mounties versus the evil French guys. So <laughs> Quebec didn't come off too well in a lot of those. But they're, they're really just fascinating nuggets of history. I mean, you like you, you got ones you know directed by like Cecil B. DeMille or ones starring like Shirley Temple or Errol Flynn or stuff like that and it's hmm. yeah it's yeah, just it's just yeah. stuff you don't hear about but I, I started doing a series on that it's been very enjoyable but I, I tend mm. I, I tend to focus more on uh, you know Vancouver and BC filmmakers when I can. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, amazing, we- you know, that's amazing. And, and Nick, I also uh, hear that, you know, being involved with the magazine, you also have the chance to talk with so many filmmakers and, and, and people that are involved in the community. And oh, I'd yeah. like to ask you also, are you from Vancouver? Uh, yes, I am, actually. I was uh, born in Burnaby. I live in New West, but I travel to Vancouver so frequently for business, people consider me a local. Oh, <laughs> amazing. Look at that. I, I want to I wanna kind of ask you, what was the process for you in, in becoming part of this community here, the film community here in Vancouver? Well, it all started a very long time ago. Originally, I was uh, 
going into graphic design and I was uh, planning to make an animation series, but I graphic design just wasn't working out for me. Mm. So uh, I wanted to go back to my first love of uh, acting because I also had an, had an interest in uh, becoming an actor. But so I was uh, enrolled in Art Institute and they didn't have an acting course at the mm. time. So I had to take, take another course, which happened to be the digital film and video course. I got a chance to act, but at the same time, I also got a chance to learn how to direct. I got a chance to learn how to work with cameras. I got a chance how to le learn to work with with uh, lighting and, and other and, and even writing Love it. things. Love it. So, so I guess uh, we're gonna see a film uh, from you soon. Is that right? Oh, I've already got a couple uh, short experimental films on uh, my Vimeo, so yeah. Amazing. You know what we're going to do? We're going to put the link of that uh, account on the description of this podcast on RoomtonRadioShow.com as well because uh, I know that uh, there is uh, that film spirit within everybody and I, I want to uh, ask you, Sean, about your process in, in getting involved with the community and, and if you're interested in making films as well. Oh, absolutely. Uh, actually, I was, a, I was a filmmaker back when I was living in Edmonton. You know, there's, there's, there's not a lot of filmmaking going on there per se. So out of, <laughs> out of my whole group of friends, I was like, I was like the one film guy, and I, I occasionally drag, I occasionally drag my <laughs> drag my friends out, like, hey, let's go do a movie, right? Amazing. And, and you know, some of that's uh, some of that stuff's still on YouTube. Uh, you know, Cup of Destiny, Google it. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, like I, I wasn't totally satisfied there. I really wanted to get more into the film and TV industry proper, and there really just isn't a lot of that in Alberta in general. You mm, know, so you, right. you really, you really got to go to like you know Toronto, Hollywood, or my case, Vancouver, and mm -hmm. that made sense because I got family and stuff out here. Nice. When did you come? Uh, when did you come here to Vancouver? Uh, I came out here in about 2013. I did a year at VFS, uh, you know, just to sort of upgrade my uh -huh. film education. I've been, I've been, uh, I had a degree in diploma in broadcast journalism before i've been doing some videography but wow yeah yeah I, uh, I did uh I, I took film production at vfs for a year and since then i've been working pretty steadily in uh in post-production uh as uh, as assistant editor i do a lot of the hallmark and lifetime movies you might see shooting around that's that's why it's christmas <laughs> <laughs> see christmas decorations in summer that's probably us wow so mm. this duality right here where you get to have your hands-on post-production and then you get to talk about the movies later on this is a really fascinating duality right oh, here yeah. oh yeah no kidding me film's like my life man i'm uh, i'm uh, <laughs> i consider myself a filmmaker and, uh, and a film fan so it's it's hard to get away from I mean, uh, yeah, I uh, between between uh, you know work as assistant editor and uh, doing doing writing for Nick, uh, yeah, it's kind of been hard to find time to you know do filmmaking itself, you know, and that's also partly due to you know mm. apathy and the insecurity on my part. But uh, this year, I did mm -hmm. uh, actually wrote and shot a film, uh, oh yeah, short film called Flaking, which is still in post. I still gotta re-record some of the dialogue, but uh, that's amazing. Hopefully, hopefully that'll be out next year. Okay. So nice. still try to be creative where I can. Flaking, nice. flaking. Wow. What's that all about? Oh, well, man, it's <laughs> you know, it was originally conceived as a film that could be told in like a sixty or ninety second span, like a commercial almost. Mm. You know, I, I hadn't directed anything in years. I really wanted to, I just kind of wanted to, you know, reawaken myself. So I thought, okay, what's something I can do in like a weekend or shoot in one day even? So mm. what it's about is it's uh, it's about a guy. He's having his birthday and he's he's planning to you know he's reserved a table at the bar. He's wants to meet all his friends there but he gets there and one by one they all start flaking out on him you all say oh sorry man i can't make it because of this and this you know and, and uh there's <laughs> kind of a there's kind of a twist after that uh but to, to say more we give it away but it, it was just kind of stemming from the fact that and, and i know a lot of friends who've, who've been in the situation too you know and mm. in this city it's just really hard to get people together you know cause yes, especially yes. especially in the film community man because mm. you know pe pe people work long hours they're always they're always busy doing stuff. That's I an mean, amazing point, and I actually wonder how you guys managed to keep the balance between working on your own films and writing for the Hollywood North magazine. What is that balance looking like for you guys? Uh, it's, for me right now, it's kind of becoming a bit of a challenge. I uh, do multiple jobs at once. Currently, I am not only running the website, but I am looking to get back into my acting roots, and at the same time, I am doing uh, background work on uh, films as well. Next January is going to be looking uh, pretty steady uh, for work for me. So good, man. That's great to hear. And uh, again, congratulations on juggling all of this for both of you guys because it's quite a challenge, and the community owes you guys a lot because you guys give a lot back to the community, and the community is hugging you warm. So feel it, yes, take it, take yes. it, take it for sure. Oh yeah, we get lots of praise. Uh, a couple more articles have just been retweeted all over our Twitter. It's like crazy. Wonderful. Yeah, good Five, stuff. Eleven notifications every hour. <laughs> oh wow, man, that's impressive. Congratulations, guys, and. Actually, when can people go in and find out and read your guys' work? Oh, that's easy. It's uh, the URL is www.hnmag.ca. 
H-M-A-G H-N-M-A-G Oh, Hollywood North Okay, there yeah, you go Hollywood H-N-M-A-G Mag. Okay, perfect H-N-M-A-G. Yeah, mm-hmm. something close and, Something really quick and simple Just cool. Google Hollywood North Magazine We're gonna exactly. We're gonna put the um, The link in the description Of the podcast as well And uh, just uh, nice. drive some Of the traffic over there But to you guys Listening to Copperty Oh my goodness You guys are part of our community A big hack to all of you Hollywood North Magazine Guys, make it happen Just go Google it on your phone And check it out later The amazing work of Sean and Nick Right there Right now And here we have also Connor, man, I want to ask you from uh, your experience as a filmmaker and your journey about uh, uh, interacting with uh, media as a filmmaker. What do you mean by interacting with media? I always find that uh, it's so helpful to have people like Nick and Sean in the community that can support local filmmakers. Oh, uh, you mean like um, sort of press? Yeah, like yeah, in that sense, yes, yes. How do you feel about that? Oh, I think it's incredibly important to actually reach out to people and uh, not wait for them to come to you with your work. You know, mm. if there's a magazine that you you respect, just reach out to him and say, "Hey, I have something going on, and would you write do a write up on it?" And yeah, there are various ways to kind of navigate that that interaction, but I think it's important. Yeah, it's totally true. Like, like I'll, 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 usually, usually the interview subjects will come to us, like uh, the several publicists uh, we work with. But oh, uh, yeah. in, in at least one case, um, this past year, I had a friend of mine actually reach out and say, "Hey, would you do our? Would you do ours?" And uh, it was something. It was a Story Hive uh, project. Uh, Hayashi photo, I believe, and oh, uh, yeah. Hmm. and uh, yeah, that turned out to be a bit of an interesting journey because you know you, you you turn these stones and you find stuff you might not have uh, mm-hmm. otherwise known. I mean, these these are people in my life that are working on stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah and it's really it's really about building connections too, and like actually the connectivity of someone in the room with you. It pretty much is, you know? uh, yeah. Like actually building with people, you know? And that's the communal energy that keeps the Vancouver film community alive. Exactly. We kind of need it and we see it at the events that we go to. We see it in the eyes of the filmmakers that present their films. We just see it. It's there. And that's what makes it makes it happen for all of us. And now, Nick, uh, I want to ask you about the process of uh, getting involved with the magazine yourself. Is it something that uh, just popped out and, or you faded into it? What was the process like? Uh, kind of both, uh, actually. When it uh, started, it was me and another friend who, uh, you know, we picked up the site. It was lying dormant. It used to be a really big thing in Toronto, like over a decade ago, and then just, you know, stopped running altogether. And uh, we bought it for about $3,500, and we started to work it from the way up. Be, uh, f- before that, I was uh, really barely known. I mostly just uh, did work in a meetup called the Vancouver B-Movie Factory, and there was nothing much out of that, so I bought the site and I started uh, writing up reviews because one of my uh, hidden talents happens to be uh, making reviews. Someone once asked if I mm. uh, did a- if I was a reviewer because of something I wrote once, so I've uh, you know picked up... I, I uh, started the end of the reviewing skills set, and I started to... Uh, Recruit other other writers. Every time I went to the booze and schmooze, I would say I could use a new, I could use a writer, and that's how I've uh, picked up every single writer I've uh, gotten, except for the guy in Ireland. He just emailed in and <laughs> you know gave it me gave me his resume. Amazing! Nice. Look at that story, and that's how Sean comes in the picture, and that's uh, that's beautiful, man. That's I love this so much. This is amazing. You know what? I think it's time for us to take a break over here, and we're gonna continue the conversation right after our quick break with a nice, uh, funky, juicy song right here. And it's always a pleasure, Sean, Nick, Connor. Always a pleasure to talk a little bit more about movies. We'll continue the conversation on Room Tone, the radio show, Cop Radio One Hundred Point Five FM. Please, everybody, enjoy. This is Diamonds by Honeycomb. Let's go.
Mamma mia, mamma mia, what a track right there. That's Diamonds by Honeycomb. Such a juicy track right there. All for you. Cop Radio 100.5 FM. I'm Roger, your host on Room Tone, the radio show talking movies because we love it. Today representing the Hollywood North magazine, Nick Wiginski and Sean Lang. Oh, Nick, I'm so sorry for murdering that surname, <laughs> man. I gave you a big hug right there. And as a co-host today, Connor Provenzano as well, talking a bit more about film here in Vancouver now. I know that you guys uh, give a lot to the community by writing about local events and local films. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm also very curious about how you balance that magazine with your own personal life. And I happen to notice that, as you guys mentioned to me, everybody here does background. So That's how right. does that work? What's the process there? This is a whole uh, world. Yeah, it is. I mean, uh, I, I can't speak for these guys, but uh, myself, I, uh, my, my day job is doing post-production. And uh, sometimes there's a gap of like a couple of weeks between projects. And yeah, going and doing backgrounds, a uh, good way to sort of fill in the gap. I mean, <laughs> mm -hmm. I'll, I'll tell you, in, in some senses, you know, it's, it's, in some senses, it's almost the easiest job in the world. I mean, you get, <laughs> you get paid to be human set deck, you know, because yeah, they need, they need people to walk around pretending yeah, to talk, yeah. sta stand around reading. But uh, mm -hmm. yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a little fascinating because, uh, as a guy who works in post-production, I almost never get out to set, you know, unless I'm mm -hmm. helping somebody with their indie project. So mm -hmm. it's kind of an opportunity to get there and, like, you, you might... Uh you, know, you might you might rub shoulders with some stars out there, although you can't really talk to them. You know, you're there you're there to work. You know, yeah. you're there to there to do your <laughs> that, thing. That's yeah. a funny description, man. Yeah. <laughs> Human yeah. setback. That's a, that's a really the first time that's I hear that. That's what it that. is, man. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it is. But uh, yeah, but yeah, Nick and I, yeah, we, we've done a few shows together, right? Like, oh we, yeah, we we uh, did uh, Alter Carbon. Yeah, that one. Yeah, it was oh. like that was that was like three days of night shoots, man. That was insane. Wow. And mm -hmm. how long that's do you guys uh, usually stay on set? Uh, well, it, it really depends how long they need you. I mean, like a yeah. lot of the a lot of the time they'll 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 try to they, they might keep you for the whole day, but also because it's a cattle call, which means you know there's like two three hundred people like for crowd scenes. And yeah. keep in mind, you know you're you're paying all those people every hour, especially if you're going to overtime and you got to feed all of them. So sometimes they try to get all the really big crowd scenes and really big wide shots done, you know, in the first half of the day, so they can. They can wrap you, and then they don't have to feed you lunch or whatever. Mm, like, yeah. yeah, like yeah. My, my shortest my shortest day was uh, episode of Supergirl back in back in February. Um, we were we were playing. Uh, yeah, Nick, Nick wasn't there, but yeah, it was a small group of us. We were playing some Marines out at uh, Riverview, and yeah, like, it, and there was like some complicated costumes there. But yeah, man, we were like in and out in like five hours. So sometime. Sometimes wow. it's super short. It's wow, and it's quite impressive to see the work and the mechanism of the film sets of that scale here in Vancouver. It's really crazy, huh? Oh, it, it is. I mean, I, I once heard a film set described as a bit, a bit like a military circus. Mm. You know, like it's a circus in the sense that it's insane, it's crazy. They, they, they even call like just the collection of trailers and stuff like a circus here yes, in exactly. I love these descriptions high five in the booth man high five that's a beautiful yeah. description okay, there man but yeah it does have to be carried out with military precision because you know you got you got your call sheet you got these scenes you got these shots that you got ahead and you got to marshal all these people and resources everyone doing different disciplines you know camera makeup yeah. set design gripping what have you and, and just just handling the background is a is, mm -hmm. is a real chore in itself they got several you know, they got a whole group of people background wranglers whose wow. sole job it is to just get all these people out onto set of and course. back on a set and they usually got a they got a they got to dress us for costumes they got a you know they got to do makeup or hair for and us and i'm sure like, that uh, there is someone that as a as a background you also get the chance to observe the set a lot right yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and, and so, some of these some of these sets are just unreal. Like, um, uh, hey, hey, Nick, did I can't remember? Were you on uh, Were you on Salvation with me back back in the spring? I think I was uh, on Salvation at one point. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I don't think we did the same one, but uh, it was uh, we shot at this uh, massive warehouse out in Richmond, and and uh, and the whole set was supposed to be like this underground bunker, <laughs> and all of us were under there because there's this there's this nuclear bomb about to hit, and yeah, we spent three days down there. Man, and the set was just massive. You wow. know, they had all these like living pods and a kitchen. There was this whole greenhouse there, mm -hmm. and uh, it, and even then, there was like this whole green screen there because they had to yeah, put like a, yeah. they had to put like a rocket mm. next to us. <laughs> and that was God. That was just that was just an insane three days. And you know, y'all, and, and yeah, that, you you really get to really get to know your fellow background members. I mean, I just I just brought a deck of cards with me, and we were we started playing all these games. Although. Uh, be careful with that. Sometimes those games get pretty intense, and at one point I had to walk away from it. <laughs> I love it. That's yeah. part of the game. I'm, it's man. like I'm going I'm to I'm lose. I'm going to lose more money than I make here. You know. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> nice, man. Yeah, there you yeah. go. There you go. I want to hear more about the games that you play as well. And I, I know Connor is a background as well. Uh, yeah. What's your thought on that? What's the process for you? Um, I, I 
I don't know. I I, I like that it's um, it's a really safe way to get um, into the role of acting, um, where you you could just sort of they don't really pay a lot of attention to how you're. They don't typically pay a lot of attention to how you're moving through scenes, you know. They don't unless have you really time. fuck up. <laughs> yeah, unless you're yeah. really close that's to the well camera. Said. That's well said. Yeah, unless you're really close to the camera, but you you do get the opportunity to actually embody the character um, of someone in the background, <laughs> miming and so on. And uh, it can look, it can easily look look awful. So you have to really, you know, you get a, an opportunity to to embody yourself hmm. um, and learn to move through space in a way that isn't awkward. It's more natural. Um, so, one of the things I like as well is that you're just—it's a safe way to observe what goes on on set and how that hierarchy functions and conversations between AD and you know the the uh, cinematographer and the, and the director and the principals, the principal mm. actors and actresses. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I've been learning a lot actually on set. It's it's surprising. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I don't know about you guys, but uh, for me, one kind of fun game to play in my mind is just to imagine that. All these guys I'm portraying are just, they're, they're really just the same guy, and he's just moving between different <laughs> shows, you know? That's not like one, one. Like in one show, he's stuck in a bunker, and another <laughs> show, he's just narrowly avoid being killed by an explosion. <laughs> that was a fun one. That was a lot of makeup. And another one, he gets busted for being in this illegal gambling den, you know? And he's just, wow. just kind of having all these amazing adventures on the peripheral. You, know? you guys make it sound a lot of fun. I should I should sign yeah. up as well. We go on the make same it, show all together and make it happen. Hey, I mean, I'm not going to lie. It can be boring at times, because anyone who's worked on a film set will tell you, you know, it's, it's it's, it's that old mantra, right? Hurry up and wait, you know? Cause <laughs> yep, just about. There's a lot of waiting just for other departments to get mm-hmm. their job done. So it, Yeah. And, and there's a lot of repetitiveness, you know? You're asked mm. to do the same thing over and over again. Like, I did two straight days of, you know, being a hockey fan, just, you know, cheering on the Boston Bruins yeah. over and over yeah, and over again. And I can see you that very well, too, man. Just, just uh, freaking yeah, hate I, hockey at the end, really. <laughs> I mean, I had to uh, clap along and cheer to a song from... Uh, from a singer I had never heard of in one of my first days of background. Yeah, it, it, it's uh, quite again a process to go through everything, and it's fun to see, as you say, see the character go through all these stages, and the necessity of that also yeah. for post-production oh, from uh, uh, from your point of view, too. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I, so, yeah I'm sorry, man. I lost, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> it's part of the game, man. We're going to hop back on that train, and I want to actually take it back to your guys' work with the Hollywood North magazine, which is quite impressive. And uh, actually, I'm wondering about your guys' process in uh, delivering and developing an article. How does that start with? Is it an idea? Do you start uh, with a concept, with a paragraph? How do you guys uh, uh, structure uh, your uh, articles? Um, well, for me, I mean, the majority of what I do is uh, rev- is reviews. So, um, again, some cases, some cases, uh, you know, someone will reach out and like send a screener to us. Um, in other cases, I'll uh, I'll hunt some I'll hunt something down. It just it just depends. Like my I, I kind of have some criteria for how for what I review. I I just ask, okay, how how Canadian or how Vancouver or BC is it? You know, and I kind mm. I kind of have five things. I have uh, like you know, is it. Like, is it a Canadian production? As in, is there a Canadian production company or producer attached? Is it starring a Canadian? Is it set in Canada? Is it shot in Canada? Or is it directed by a Canadian? And mm. as long as it feels one of those five, I can get away with it. Like, sometimes I'll find myself in a position like, man, there's no new Canadian content coming out this particular <laughs> week. And earlier this year, I actually <laughs> ended up reviewing uh, John Wick 3. Mm. Um, because and now Because it fulfills one of them. Keanu Reeves is Canadian. He was, he was raised in Toronto. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, I, and to be fair, I did actually initially think it it, it was shot in uh, Montreal like the second one had been. Mm. I, turned, I turned out to be wrong. That's a <laughs> lack of research on my part. But yeah, like point is some movies are more Canadian than others. And uh, as far as the review goes, um, now Nick is very detailed. Like I've, I've sat mm. in some screens with him and he's got his notebook and, you know, he's just he's just taking oh, stuff wow. that's oh, how, wow. Yeah, that's how I do everything. When it comes to reviews or event summaries, I just uh, carry a notebook and I just write down every last little detail oh, I can. Oh, wow. And so how does that translate into the article at the end? Well, when it com- comes down, I uh, pretty much whittle it down. I like to, uh, you know, get all the very important details. I just whittle it down into simple little sentences that can be understood better. 
and you know easy to just you know brush on through mm, there you go man okay yeah. this is a i guess we have two different very different styles of analysis here yeah, pretty much a little bit. and a little bit. oftentimes i like to uh, hyperlink to some of my uh, older articles sort of as a way of a flashback or if uh, <laughs> someone's already covered something i'll just uh, hyperlink to their article uh, and give them a little shout out oh uh, that's that <laughs> yeah that's that's sort of a happy little accident that's happened several times sometimes we'll have two guys cover the same thing like e- even just recently there's this uh this movie out of Winnipeg of all places called Stand. It's, yeah, uh, yeah. It's about the Winnipeg General Strike. It's it's a musical actually based on the based on a stage musical called Strike. And mm. yeah, you actually sent me the link. I declined to do it because uh, we were going on to Whistler. And then after we got back from Whistler, I was like, oh hey, this will make a good last review of the year. But <laughs> uh, but I should have checked with Nick because he had actually already reviewed it. But you know it's. It's actually okay at the end because we we actually ended up having two different perspectives on it. So exactly, it exactly. All, it, all, nice. it all works out. But he's, uh, a, he's a little uh, well. I can't really say what he thinks about it, but personally, I quite enjoyed it myself. Mm, very good, interesting. Good cop, bad cop. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah you you kind of gave it away, Nick. If you liked it, that means I might have been more critical. So <laughs> well, yeah, but, yeah, uh, yeah, it's okay. It's but yeah, my, my, my review comes out on the side on the eve of Christmas, so you can. Perfect. There you go. We're gonna put. The, we're gonna save that screenshot right there on the desktop and go check it out later. And mm-hmm. I'm wondering if there is also a way that people can can follow the work of you guys specifically, individually, not only as reviewers but also as filmmakers right. and as content creators. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm. Uh, yeah. For for myself, I mean, this this Facebook. I'm just just by my name, Sean Lang. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have an Instagram handle at Lang on Film, mm-hmm. one word, and. Uh, yeah, I have a YouTube uh, YouTube channel which is just under under my name for right now. Wonderful. There you go. There you go. How about nice. you, Nick? Oh, when it comes to uh, other things, I've also got my Facebook. I also have an Instagram. It's pretty much my uh, first initial uh, last name. It's a little more different from my Facebook. My Facebook has all these uh, weird artistic status posts, <laughs> and my Instagram, on the other hand, has all has pictures, and I'll always add some sort of funny caption to them. I like to liven it up with mm. a little bit of comedy because I. You know, I have a comedic side to myself. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, like nice. well, well, one thing, like every time I read like a festival or event, you know, they got that photo wall, right? You know, the the white wall with all the sponsors on it and stuff. It's it's a great photo op, and uh, that's yeah, your, that's usually some, something for the articles. And, and, mm. and, and yeah, and like uh, like you and I and, and Darren to a lesser extent, we we we've all we've been trying to various poses lately. Like <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like my, my favorite one this this year is we we both kind of stood like just at ninety degree angles and we we're just kind of like uh, looking on the horizon. Oh, <laughs> fifth, right. Which, <laughs> which I which I thought turned out great, you know. It was the whole Beautiful. thing being like, man, we're out, we're looking, we're on the lookout for some coverage. Oh yeah, my that, goodness, that was perfect. You guys are like yeah, for our Instagram. <laughs> we got a whole duo right here. This you guys is are like a a, you guys are like the Blues Brothers or something. <laughs> <laughs> the Blues Brothers. Sunglasses. You said it, man. The Blues he's, Brothers. He's here. got he's got the hat, man. He's not wearing it right now, but he's, he's got the Blues Brothers outfit. He just Beautiful. needs to shave it. I think I think I've actually seen him once. Yeah, that's part of the 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 game right there, man. Yeah. Blues Brothers. You said it, Connor. We're gonna mark that. And uh, Nick, I'm actually curious about your the story behind your surname are you originally from vancouver is your family from uh, canada um no actually my uh parents uh grew up in the states well more or less mm. my uh f- my father's family uh you know they they, they were in canada for some uh, time mm-hmm, being mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. but uh no they originally uh grew up in the states they, that's where they met and then they decided to move to uh here because the economy is better here mm. i can't blame them given the status of things now and there's health care <laughs> and things like that and yeah exactly, and exactly. yeah also I, I noticed you don't have an accent a canadian accent so i was mm. wondering interesting there you go connor play, playing the detective with the blues brothers right here <laughs> <laughs> i love it i love it well guys uh this is uh this is quite a pleasure and uh, it's quite rare that we also get the chance to bring together these minds like this from uh, all different sides with so many different colors of the color wheel of this community. I want to ask you your guys' advice and your guys' opinion. What would make the Vancouver film community better? Or what would be the one piece of advice for the film community right now? Hmm. Tough <laughs> questions. We got to let it uh, out. Okay, yeah. I mean, I've I've got if you've read enough of my reviews, I've got a bit of a I've had a bit of an angle. Um I've reviewed a lot of uh Canadian productions and one thing I find a lot <laughs> is that they're Oh, my. I tapped, <laughs> I tapped the wood. I said I wouldn't do that. But no, one thing one thing I found a lot is uh, a lot of them are basically indistinguishable from American shows. There's, there's this real pressure on uh, filmmakers, producers, creatives, what have you, to um, you know, to, to, to set their work in the States or to sort of set it in a very vague North America so you're not sure which, which is yeah, which. And, and that, yeah. that is often in an attempt to you know, appeal to the American audience or the worldwide audience just because right. America's more marketable, I guess. But, mm, um, yeah. you know, I, I think that really does the... I really think that really does Canada, you know... 
Canadian filmmakers a disservice, you know, because you know Canada has stories, man. You know, we we really should be telling telling our own stories, and we sh- you know we shouldn't have to like you know American wash them for lack of a better mm-hmm. word. Exactly. It, it's exactly. it, it's been super frustrating. Like, um, yeah, although like you know I, I thought it was less than ideal. I was really pleased to see something like Stand, you know the mm-hmm. uh, yeah, yeah. the Winnipeg General Strike movie that we were talking cool. about. That was great. And, mm-hmm. and and also and and, mm-hmm. and further off that point, one of my favorite movies at Whistler this year was Canadian Strain, and it's you know it's about a uh, veteran weed dealer who finds herself being pushed out of the uh, pushed out of the market, you know, once marijuana mm-hmm. is legalized. And right. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean that that has to be a Canadian story, right? Because you yeah. know you can't do that in the states. Of we, course, it's not legal there yet. Right. So, this yeah, is just, wonderful, just, man. Just more stuff like that, and you know, mm-hmm. it's it's going to take some bravery. You know, it's you know, there's going to be pushback. You know, backers. And you know, other producers are going to say, "Oh no, you have to, you have to set it here, right?" Of course, but this is wonderful that you really guys are are giving the voice to this type of content, and I think it's much needed. Yeah. And imagine yes, also yes. how grateful the filmmakers and the people behind that film, how much work goes into it, and then oh, uh, yeah. you guys giving the chance uh, just to get the the voice out there. And uh, also. I'm really curious about what triggers you guys. What is it that when you watch a film triggers you and makes you feel like, oh, this review is going to go this way or this way is going, this review mm-hmm. is going to go that way? What is it that uh, that steers that that's too? Mm. <laughs> uh, I, 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 I mean, I mean, gosh, gosh, trigger trigger kind of has a negative connotation almost. Yeah. But yeah, but yeah, I, I know mm. what you're saying. Like, you know, what kind of steers steers good or bad? Um, yeah, gosh, it really depends. But um, yeah, for me, like, if it's if it's kind of very run of the mill and it's something I've seen over and over again, it's not going to push full negative, but it's it's not going to be good. It's not going to mm-hmm. be good, you know. Like if I see yeah. something unique, if I see mm-hmm. a unique voice, you know, like I get, you know, like oh hey, I haven't seen that before, or something that makes me go, man, I wish I'd thought of that, you know. Like that's <laughs> yes, yes, that's exactly. that's really what kind of pushes it into the uh, positive sphere for me. So wonderful. Uh, you know, you know, like there's there's enough cookie cutter content out there. You know, like mm. if you got something unique, man, just just go for it. You yeah, know? we're starting for that uniqueness, man. We're starting, especially yeah. in a world oh, where yeah. everything is so similar. We really yeah. want to find that special yeah. color, that special contrast. Right, yeah. right. That's kind of what we what I really look for. I I, I like to look for unique content. That's that's some of my more personal favorites. Mm-hmm. If it's a if it's a done story or, or a concept or you know characters that have been done to the death, then I'm just like no no. Come on. <laughs> wow, the energy with that move like that <laughs> now now wow man that gets me scared man. <laughs> yeah, there you I, go. I can I'll... be particularly snobbish sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Also, one issue right now is like you know like are there any indigenous films that you guys have seen made in BC that you really struck you? Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll let Nick go first. <laughs> Quite a fair amount. I don't know if I can nice. exactly name them all, but uh, the, the indigenous films are extremely well made. I, I just love how they really dig into the culture and they really show people how these people, how how, how the indigenous live. Mm. Uh, yeah. You know, I, uh, I, I've noticed this. You know, Telefilm Canada has been backing a lot more of uh, that kind of content lately. They and, have. Uh, co- yeah. A couple that come to mind. Uh, I might butcher the title, and I apologize in advance. I believe it was called "Falls Around Her." It was. Uh, oh and, yeah. yeah, yeah, and it's the, the one that starred uh, Tantu Cardinal. You know, oh, she's, yeah. she's a legend. She's awesome. she's been uh, she's been acting forever. But this was her first real true singular starring role. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, the yeah. closest before was she she had done loyalties uh, with Ann Wheeler back in uh, back in the eighties. But yeah, mm-hmm. you know, this is just about a just about a sig- a singer you know who just kind of abruptly you know quits her career and g- goes. Goes back home, but she but she kind of has to deal with her old life trying to trying to chase her down. I'm oversimplifying mm-hmm. it, but uh, mm, it's a great character really piece. Good. I recommend that one. Yeah, thanks. Not a lot of people have heard out. about it, and uh, the other one, which might be a bit more well known, that I I just loved. It was my uh, top film favorite favorite Canadian film this year for me was uh, The Grizzlies, which was mm. uh, which oh, is yeah. the story yeah. about the uh, about the uh, Inuit Inuit kids up in uh, up in Kogliuktuk. It's a true story, and um, and uh, they uh, they kind of. And this uh, this guy went up there, and uh, it, it's kind of <laughs> it, it, it's kind of like this classic sports drama in a way. But uh, yeah, they sort of you know get in touch with themselves, and, and you know get back in touch with their uh, with their heritage, and mm. through uh, through lacrosse, you know, it's uh, mm. you know it's 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 got drama, it's got comedy, it's it's got reconciliation, it's. It's a great film. I loved it. It's 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 the type of film we need more of. Really. Wonderful! Wow! Mm. And so, do you guys find it different to review indigenous films? Mm. Well, I mean, yeah. you, you know, like there's you know there's a subject you know there's a subject matter, but uh, you know, I, I kind of tr- you kind of treat them like uh, other films. At the end of the day, like you know, yeah, they're you know they're 
there's somebody there's somebody with a with a story to tell, you know. Exactly. And, uh, nice. It's gonna it's gonna resonate or it isn't. Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. And I guess that there are also many different ways to amplify the voices of these films and of the teams that work behind these films as well. So this is uh, again really good work on Hollywood North magazine. And how often do you guys uh, post? How often do you guys publish? Well, we each uh, get about uh, one day a week to uh, publish an article. Mm -hmm. Except for my executive uh, Darren, he uh, publishes about uh, two interviews a day. Oh, wow. Two interviews a week, actually. Pardon me. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> that was, oh, my goodness. Yeah. Very nice. He's, very a, very, nice. he's a very steady and uh, hardworking individual. And, mm -hmm. yeah. So you guys keep it quite alive. Huh? That's quite impressive. It's, uh, there is quite a lot of flow there. And mm. uh, How long has it been uh, running on right now for? Uh, nearly five years now, actually. Wow. Congratulations, guys. Woo, this is beautiful. I love to hear this, man, because it's really, uh, again, connecting the dots, no matter how far they are, just connecting the dots through words. And in the end of the day, your words, when you guys write on there, your words are those lines, are those strands that connect those dots and just get the, get the emotions, get the thoughts out. Just about. Very nice, very nice. Thunneling attention. That's the process of being here and, and just uh, celebrating the community, not only through the Hollywood North magazine, but also here on Room Tone, the radio show with all of you guys. And I think it's time to take our second break. Believe it or not, time has been ticking so fast. Oh, my goodness. Where's so, the logo? Yeah, yeah, incredible. <laughs> hey, man, we do something that's fun. That's, that's how it rolls. That's how it rolls. So, uh, Sean, Nick, Connor, let's take a little break. We're going to catch our conversation right after this amazing, juicy track. This is always Honeycomb with uh, I'm a Rock. Catch you later, Cop Radio, 100.5 FM. Ruggiero, your host. Catch you. Ciao, ciao. Honeycomb again with an extremely juicy track called 
I'm a Rock. Oh my goodness, Juicy Juicy right here on Room Tone, the radio show. I'm Roger, your host, Cop Radio 100.5 FM. Talking movies because we love it here with Sean, Nick, and Connor. Oh my goodness, Sean, Nick, I'm so happy to have you guys here straight from the Hollywood North magazine. And this year, 2019, let's just go straight to the highlights of the magazine and for you guys in 2019. Yeah, I mean... Uh Honestly, writing for Hollywood North changed my life a bit because I uh, I got act I got to go to thi- go to things and access to things that I wouldn't normally do. And uh, big highlight uh, for me both both this year and last was the Leo Awards. Mm. Oh, and, uh, for, the, for those who don't know about that, the Leo Awards are basically the BC Film Industry Oscars. Mm. You know, they hold them at the Hyatt downtown, and they just uh, and yeah, it takes place over three nights. Although we usually we usually go to the gala the gala one, but yeah, just it's. Uh, it covers uh, covers film. It covers TV. It covers web series. Even even more obscure stuff like children's TV or <laughs> yeah, documentary. Yeah. Like just it just it just covers everything. And yeah, there's there, there's a red carpet. We and we're always there and we're always we're always talking to the talking to stars where we can. I've interviewed uh, two of the two of the cast members from uh, Corner Gas there and mm-hmm. uh, many other uh, nice. So Leo Awards definitely in the highlights. How come? What's the what's what's the feeling well, attached to Leo Awards? Uh, Oh man! Again, it's like it's like going. It's the closest I've been to going to the Oscars. You know, it's, you know, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a classy yeah. night. Everyone's everyone's dressed to the nines. The the mm-hmm. Leo Awards people treat us very well. There's a whole table mm. for media. You know, they're they're, yeah, <laughs> they're, yeah. they're feeding us, gi- giving us wine and everything. Beautiful. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a good it's a good night. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, to, this year was actually the first year that uh, I went to Whistler. Nick uh, Nick and Darren have been before, uh-huh. but. Uh, yeah, I mean Whistler Film Festival is something else. I've been to been to the Vancouver International Film Festival VIF many years, but Whistler is its own thing. It's a bit shorter. It's five days as opposed to two weeks, mm-hmm. and uh, and yeah, there's some big there's some big stuff there, man. It's 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 really a good showcase for Canadian film. I think something like what seventy percent of their of their uh, program was. Mm-hmm. Was Can- were Canadian Wonderful. films? And, oh uh, my goodness! Yeah. We saw, yeah, 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 yeah. We saw a lot of lot of good stuff. Uh, spoke to some some great filmmakers up there, and. Hey, Whistler's just beautiful, man. Very cool, man. I've heard <laughs> that scenic. from many, many people. So this is great to hear that they're doing a lot of good job the, over there in Whistler. Nick, your highlight for this year, 2019, with the Hollywood North magazine. I would definitely have to say the Leo's and Whistler. Definitely. Mm. I uh, also personally enjoyed uh, Vancouver Badass Film Festival. That was pretty oh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> that was oh, fun. man. I have memories from, from that. It was er- way earlier this year. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that nice. So nice. Cool. There you go. I've heard uh, stories about that uh, that festival somehow. <laughs> what was that like? What, what? being curious it's like it's like it's like other it's like other film festivals except the concepts are like super edgy and gritty and like mm-hmm, hence mm-hmm. the badass yes mm-hmm, exactly mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. what I call badass yeah. that's practically the name of my uh, article and of course I, I'd be remiss if we didn't mention the uh, Vancouver Chinese film festival oh, where, where, yeah, where, where, awesome. uh, where right. I believe you and you and I met right that's right man that's right we had a, oh, a, nice. an amazing time there man that's a great shout out right I there know, I, I discovered what a firecracker of energy you are <laughs> Film festival yeah. was great. Yeah, but uh, and uh, that was notable mostly because they took us out on a cruise. And That's oh, right. Yes, yes. That's right. That was something. That <laughs> oh, was great. And that, and that, that was really fun, you know. Like uh, it was, we were out on a yacht. They they fed us. I I met one of the guys that fought Jet Li. That was that was cool mm. for me. Um, a girlfriend came along. We we kind of we <laughs> we reenacted the, <laughs> the I'm flying Jack moment from Titanic. Titanic. There you go. There you and, go. Uh, I think a big highlight for me was I don't know how this happened, but I ended up spontaneously singing the national anthem with this with this group of ladies here who wanted to <laughs> wanted to do an icona. I kind of lended the baritone, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> quite some stories. You know? Quite some stories there, Wait, Connor. Connor, what about twice? your highlight? Yeah. 2019, your highlight, Connor. Oh, um, God, from the heart, from the heart. I don't know, man. <laughs> I think I think uh, meeting you and being on this show. Mm. And um, you Damn, know, pr- promoting my work. <laughs> yeah, really. You know, just our friendship that's developed, and uh, all of uh, everything, all of the doors that that's opened up mm. as well, in terms of connecting in a genuine way with other mm. independent filmmakers. And shout out to Kalani Amazing. as well. Part of the part of the somehow oh, the, yeah. this trio too, man. That's yeah. uh, that's kind of been special too. Yeah. Right. And there's a lot that song. flows through this uh, this show. You know, people that come and go, and people that come back and and talk back about their stories and their adventures. And this is the beautiful part of it. And I talk to all. All of you guys out there, you know, just just reach out, reach out. We've been receiving emails, and I love receiving those emails. Listen to roomtone at gmail.com. Just give a shout. You want to come on the show? Just make it happen, man. And uh, we'll uh, we'll just connect the dots and get some of those voices out there. Now it's time for the one minute pitch. We're gonna go for the one minute pitch, boys. It's happening. It's happening. So this is one minute where you can pitch whatever you want. 
Who's going first? Sean? Nick, Nick? Nick is oh, definitely Nick, going Nick is first. going first. Okay. All right. Nick, man, I'm going to hit that clock. You have one minute to tell me something that lives in your heart and you want to make it solid out here in the world. You ready? Okay. Three, go. two, one. Let's go. I've got a great idea about a story about a young delinquent who's just really been suffering. He's really depressed and he's really just taking out his anger on everything. He gets uh, brought into a government project which Slater uh, scans and analyzes him and by the end of it all, he's a changed man because they learn there's some good inside of him. This is uh, based off my theory that not all bad guys are truly bad. It's just a label. What's inside is there could be a little, just a little bit, bit of uh, niceness right in their heart. And that's what we get to explore when we learn the story behind this uh, young fellow. Mm, nice. There goes the one-minute pitch from Nick. Thank you, man. That was uh, that was really uh, appealing right there and really speaks to, the, to that quote that says... Uh, you're just gonna have to get to know someone's full story to fall in love with yes, them. Yes, exactly. It's a concept that for a feature that I have in mind and I'm currently writing a script for. What's the name? I'm trying to, to juggle around with the name right now, <laughs> but I'm th thinking it. I'm thinking along something along the lines of behind behind it all. Behind it all. Mm. Cool. Interesting. We're gonna we're gonna uh, take a, a picture of that and uh, mm. we're gonna keep it close. Behind it all. Very nice, Nick. Sean, you ready for the one minute pitch? All right, I'll play ball. Amazing, amazing. <laughs> yes. And it's going to be the one-minute pitch from Sean. Three, two, one, let's go. All right, I'm going to dust off a story I've been working on a while. Uh, it's called Kindred. It's sort of Robocop meets Beauty and the Beast. And it's set in a not-too-distant future um, with this uh, young history teacher, uh, Karen. She's asked to... Uh, She's asked to uh, beta test this new artificial intelligence called Mark, Magnetic Analytic uh, Reconnaissance Cybertron, but Mark hmm. for short. And uh, <laughs> as she's working with this AI, uh, she... She starts to become uh, very enamored with him as much as you can with uh, artificial intelligence. And she start, finds herself starting to have feeling, feelings for him. And now, before you think this starts sounding too much like uh, her by Spike Jones, <laughs> twist here is it turns out Mark is not an AI at all, but uh, an imprisoned human consciousness that's been. Like, like the just imagine like the Matrix, you know, he's, mm. he's, he's lying in a lab somewhere and they're feeding off his brain to make this AI, quote unquote. Nice. And uh, so what started off as a love story turns into a high stakes rescue mission. And it's, you know, it's just commenting on AI and the impact it has on society, workforce and so on. And that's the one minute right nice. there, man. That's a story, man. Holy moly. With the twist as well. I love it. Robocop meets Beauty and the Beast. Wow. And what's the name there? Uh, it's called Kindred. Kindred, Kindred. amazing. Like Kindred Spirits. Kin oh, Kindred, amazing. I thought, okay. I thought when you said, um, and before you think it's going to be like her, <laughs> he actually turns out to be a background actor. That would be hilarious. <laughs> nice, Connor, nice. 100 points for you Whatever. right there. Hey, Connor, the story's wow. still developing, you know? <laughs> <laughs> amazing. There's still room for flexibility. And here we are actually wrapping up the episode. Before we wrap it all up, we're going to go through the five questions of Bruce questionnaire. Just throwing it out. We're going to go jab, 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 hook, okay? Just throwing those questions are with a quick answer it's a little bit of a game so first question of the Proust questionnaire for all of you guys right now what is your current state of mind let's go let's go jazzed amazing very very scrambled but still managing uh, <laughs> no matter what <laughs> uh, inspired inspired yeah. beautiful beautiful okay second question the Proust questionnaire Ooh, amazing what or who is the greatest love of your life Fiona mmm the website <laughs> I say that I'm married to the website. Amazing. Oh, Lauren. Amazing. Wow, good job, guys. Much love in the room right here. I love it. Okay, if you could change one thing about yourself, what would it be? Six-pack. <laughs> <laughs> nice what job. kind of beer? <laughs> Beautiful. More developed in, in acting. Mm. Um, maybe more daring. Oh, mm -hmm. interesting. Wow. And that leads us to the fourth question, the Proust questionnaire. What do you consider your greatest achievement? Uh, my uh, my no-budget feature, anything but nothing else, on YouTube now. Check it out. Oh, wow. That's amazing. How come we haven't talked about that, man? It's uh, that that's that's a whole hour in itself. Wow, man. I want to I wanna head dive right into it after the this fifth question for a second. Greatest accomplishment? Developing the website and getting a lot of recognition for it. Beautiful, man. Give me a high five right there, man. Love it. Connor, uh, going out of my way to be really kind to people, you know, mm. certain people who who uh, kind of clearly have are struggling, I guess. Mm. Yeah. So much love there, yeah. man. Good so on you. That's love. that's hard to do, man. Wow, and Sean, it what is, about in, 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 in uh, <laughs> we ha we don't have much time right now, uh, but I definitely want to extend a big hug to you and ask you about your no budget feature. What's the story there? Well, that's something I did back in Edmonton in uh, around 2012 or so. Uh, 
I, I did a, I did a bunch of shorts and I we we did one short that was actually a sequel to another short <laughs> and it ended up being like thirty minutes and I figured. Well, I bet I could do a. I bet I could do a feature now. I was, <laughs> I didn't know any better, man. I just decided <laughs> to go for it. So uh, You've done a I, lot, I, man. So, uh, long story short, it's basically sort of a twist on uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Um, meets a Woody Allen movie almost, and uh, yeah, I, uh, I I wrote the script up. I I casted it, and uh, we shot. Oh, gee, we just shot over weekends, over a summer into the fall. Um, now, unfortunately, I wasn't able to because I was not good at planning at the time. Um, <laughs> couple of my actors quit on me because i had to go back to school and mm. would be able to finish it anyway man because it's supposed to be set during the summer we were going mm. into winter here so i did did my best best with it i edited together what i could um i i actually played a character in the film and i i decided to record some narration from that guy's point of view just to bridge the gaps if you will uh-huh. and it's yeah it's if, if you watch it it's very much a guy just learning trying to figure things mm-hmm. out but you know i was i thought i was pretty daring there you know mm-hmm. i uh that's you know. great, man. Hey, it right. needs to. You we need to. Sure. We need to get that uh, that energy out there. You got a vision. Yeah. Turn it from uh, gas all the way to ice. You know, and purify it when it becomes water as well. Yeah, and as independence, when you know things don't go to plan. You know, because we just in the beginning we we are really we don't have the resources. You know, so you have to be resourceful. So you you mentioned like at least three things that I felt like were really resourceful. You know, like you you entered narration. Yeah. You know, uh, to bridge some gaps, and you did, yeah. That's so well, that, that's smart. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I had at least two half, two thirds of the movie together, you know, and I didn't want to, didn't want to waste that. So yeah, yeah. You see, so you just I work might with as well it. at least put together what I have. And mm, see mm, what that, comes mm, that's thinking like an editor too. Beautiful man! Wow, this is so much love, so much film in this room. And before we pass the mic all the way to Giuseppe for talk recovery from twelve to one here on Corporate, I want to ask you guys the one piece of advice for independent filmmakers out there. What's the one piece of advice? Let's go. Oh, I got to think on that one, Nick. Ah, <laughs> uh, when it comes to advice, <laughs> have a good strong story. That's mm. what I say. And also, be careful of the budget. Definitely. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Thank you, Nick. Connor. Mm. Um. From the heart, man. From the heart. I know. From the uh, heart, boy. Maybe uh, self like uh, make sure that you're self-examining. Like, mm. Let's say like meditation, something like this mm. to bring into the film so you're not kind of going cuckoo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I see balance, balance. You, you might go cuckoo anyway, but stay. <laughs> <laughs> it's part of the game. Sean? Well, I'll tell you, you know, this uh, big, biggest piece of advice I give is just be fearless, you know, because mm. um, you, you could, if you, if you just sit there, you could think of a million reasons not to do something or not go forward with something. And there's just, just like, honestly, like, I, I, working in the industry almost scares me off from doing independent mm. stuff because, you know, when you work on these big budget productions you kind of get into your mind like okay well i must have a production office i must have all these people and resources and you know and pay them this much and whatever so being but, fearless uh, there you go yeah yeah be fearless you know like use what you have marshal your resources you know just get get out there get out there and get it done amazing and i can see that uh, that daring energy from you man and uh, that's golden man that's golden and uh, this moment is golden being all together here with sean lang nick wazinski and Connor provenzano in the booth of room tone the radio show I'm Ruggiero, your host. As always, all Thursdays, 11 a.m., I want to take you on a little ride right here in an amazing track we called Peace Plus Law. It's all about peace plus love through music. So much love to you all out there from Cop Radio 100.5 FM. Catch you next Thursday. Been the same since the dawn of the dawn. <laughs> Some of us had no sense of rain. And power is sought to the level of the poor. Seems like there ain't no place for the sugar's man. No, ain't no place. With no inner need to supersede or to command the upper hand.
country boy, I struggle all the time with the concept of you and me. Where I was raised, we depended on each other to plant and raise our young seeds. We don't live like this no more, no more. 